and welcome to Legal Management Talk, the official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Valerie Danner. Today you'll be hearing from Krista Hart, the firm administrator at Panich, Schwarzy, Belisario, and Nadell. She's also the president-elect of the Philadelphia chapter of ALA. Welcome, Krista. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So you're the writer behind an upcoming Tough Topics column in the September issue of Legal Management. It's about the wellness program at your firm and how it's had to adapt in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. But before we get to that, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your work history? Of course. Um, as you mentioned, I'm currently the administrator at Panich Schwarzy. We are an intellectual property boutique in Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware. We're about 23 attorneys and 51 total with staff. I've been with the firm since 2016 and kind of fell into the job. I went to college for marketing and started off recruiting right after I graduated. And after some time doing that, I realized I enjoyed more so the operations, people, and HR side of it. Panich Dorsey was just a couple floors up from where I was recruiting at the time. And once I saw they had an HR opening, I applied and started with them as an HR coordinator. After a few years, I became the firm administrator, and that's where I am today. I personally enjoy yoga and learning ways to be more mindful, and I really think it helps us as leaders. Sounds like you have landed in the perfect position then. Absolutely. So what was the original vision for your firm's wellness program when it launched in 2019? Sure. So My core belief, which has led me to be so passionate about HR, is that employees are our number one asset. When you focus on that, you'll be successful. And I've always thought about a wellness program, and it had been on my list of things to launch. But a couple years ago, there was so much talk of wellness at the time, it almost seemed too big to tackle. Larger companies and larger firms had wellness directors and yoga rooms and all these fancy things that we couldn't have. It just it just seemed too big when I had a million other things in the day-to-day. So it took me a little bit to step back and realize I was overthinking this and we just needed to start. So I started small and I did involve a local wellness company called Prasada. They had helped me plan quarterly lunch and learns and recommended giving out books on wellness and meditation to staff and attorneys. So our original plan was to start, see how it worked out, see what sessions were going to be attended, and add more classes as needed. It was really nice, because I was so overwhelmed, to find a local company that could really help me focus on what we wanted to achieve, which was less stress and happier employees. So they were the ones able to really recommend different topics and classes, and then we kind of just went into it and started. Ended up being... um quite the perfect timing as we ended up, you know, in the midst of the pandemic. And you'd mentioned you were going to expand the program in 2020. What else did you have planned for it? So our feedback from 2019 was really great. Both our staff and attorneys enjoyed the classes and we received a lot of positive feedback. So for 2020, our plan was actually to have weekly classes. So a nice mix of 15-minute meditations, 30-minute chair yoga sessions, and also one-hour lunch and learn on topics like resilience, mindful movement, mindful eating. And we even had group walks planned for the nicer months. So just keeping it very diverse and robust. So if you couldn't make it one week, the next class was only a week away. And if you didn't or couldn't connect with meditation or didn't want to try yoga, maybe you would like the idea of walking so you could still join in the wellness. Either way, we kept all the classes inclusive We made sure no equipment was needed. Anyone at any level could join. We also made sure to switch up the days of the week we had the classes. So attorneys that only came in on certain days could join when they were in the office. And for the classes that were indoors, we would stream them via Zoom. So those working from home could join in the wellness as well. 
And we made sure that after all of these classes, we provided additional resources. So podcasts, books, free online classes, so people could continue their journey beyond the class. So how have you been able to alter the program to make a work for a remote workforce, especially one with a whole new set of anxieties and challenges? So I, for one, am very happy we had this program already up and running. And I was a little nervous to make them all through Zoom, but that's exactly what we did. Even though we're all home, it it does seem like we have less time. It's harder to step away from the computer. So I quickly realized, you know, making all the classes via Zoom was working, except those longer classes. Those longer sessions were no longer as well attended while we were all remote than they were when we were in, in the office and in person. So instead of hosting those longer sessions and those lunch and learns, we have just kept most of the wellness classes 15 to 30 minutes. I mean, more people can justify 15 minutes. It's hard to make an excuse when it's only 15 minutes. And we had to replace our walking classes since we are not in person. So we created a mindful movement session. And this session, you know, covered ways that you can move more when you're stuck inside your house, um, stuck inside your home office. And our wellness instructor told us to basically link a movement with a cue. So something you are already doing every day that will trigger a reminder to get up and move. My cue is Zoom calls, which happens at least once a day. And every time I hop off a Zoom call, I'll get up and do a few minutes of yoga stretching and meditation breathing. That's really helped our staff just do little things throughout the day, especially in the beginning when we were all stuck inside and couldn't go out. So why do you think wellness should be so top of mind uh, for legal management professionals? I mean, anyone working in a law firm knows the stress and the tension that arises from tight deadlines, demanding clients, or when a trial is about to begin. And we all dive right into the work without hesitation to get it done. And we rarely think about ourselves and our well-being, especially while we're at work. People stay late, skip lunch, sit in front of the computer for hours without looking away from the screen. It's just the culture we live in today. We work until it's done, but unfortunately, it's just, it's never done. So while hard work always pays off, the downside of that is it burns you out. I think my belief is both our firm and our clients would rather have balanced employees at the wheel of a large deadline-driven project than a stressed-out or burnt-out employee. You know, we have to think about it. Employees that remember to stop and breathe before responding to a problematic email, they're going to respond better. Employees who can manage their stress just act better. They respond better. So for all the legal management professionals, we need to do this ourselves, too. It'll help us in our day-to-day leadership, and it also has the added bonus showing our staff and attorneys that it's important to the firm that you manage your stress and take care of yourself. So I'm sure a lot of members are listening to this right now who have partners who will need some convincing to really invest in a wellness program, you know, not just having some apples and bananas in the break room. Um, How would you sell it to them? Sure. I mean, the goal of any firm is to be successful, make clients happy, make a profit, And you need successful employees, both staff and attorneys, at the helm of this. That's the selling point. Wellness helps people become more successful. Encouraging employees to get up and move, to join a class, to learn how to manage stress, will not just help them individually, it will help the firm overall. You really have to focus on selling that and that truth. The next time an employee is stressed and, you know, staring at their computer all day long trying to figure something out, you know, they'll just sit there and skip lunch or forget to eat. But if you're integrating these wellness classes and these tips and tricks, maybe they will remember that taking a few minutes to get up and eat lunch will not only make them feel better, 
but it will give them a better mindset to work. They'll gain better clarity, and they will be more competent when they sit back down again. And we all know when that 3 o'clock stump hits, we all feel drained. You know, maybe an employee will remember to get up and walk for a few minutes and stretch to regain focus and energy instead of falling into that get-me-out-of-here mood. So, you know, don't expect people to be yoga or meditation masters after these sessions. That's not the point. We want to focus on employees doing small daily things that will improve their mood and their well-being. That's what the takeaway from wellness programs and having wellness classes is. You know, even after the first month of starting this wellness program, I saw people taking the time to get up and walk to someone's desk because they knew they had to get their steps in instead of just sending them an email. I saw people who were standing waiting for a copy job to be done. They were stretching their spine and practicing some of those movement stresses we learned in class. So all these little things make our people healthier, calmer, more well-rounded. I mean, who wouldn't want that? It's very clear that when you care about your people and their well-being, they care back. must have been nice for you to see that in action, too. Absolutely. I love seeing people be able to take, even if it's one thing, out of a class. I think it was smart that you broke them up into 15 and 30 minute sessions too. Because like you said, that's an easier sell. And when people are at their computers all day, that's a reasonable amount of time you can expect them to want to take a break. Exactly. And it made it easier for us as well. We can have many diverse classes. So if it's just 15 minutes, one week we can focus on meditation, the next on yoga, the next on you know mindful eating. So we can cover a lot more topics a little bit at a time instead of throwing all this information at people who or just getting introduced to the topic of well-being. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Krista. Of course. Thank you for having me. And the next issue of Legal Management, featuring her article, of course, will be published online on September 11th. You can read it at legalmanagement.org. We'll be sure to add a link to the show notes when it's available, and we'll provide some other ALA resources on wellness and substance topics, too. Thanks to our listeners and subscribers for tuning in. As always, you can learn more about ALA at alanet.org. Until next time.